Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hi ladies, welcome to podcast 20. Thank you to all of you, all of my lovely listeners. I just wanted to applaud all of you for sticking with me all the way up until podcast 20. And I just wanted to ask you, that if you have gained anything from the podcast, then please go to your podcast app and write a review for me. This helps the podcast reach more people who could use this free help in managing their minds and changing their lives. But also, it would be a really nice way for you to show your appreciation or show that you have gained something or just to say thank you to me for putting out some content for you guys to manage your mind. So I would really appreciate that. So if you could go to your podcast app and write me a review and give me a rating, that would be really well appreciated for me. Okay, so this week I have really enjoyed my weekend off. So I started my group coaching program last Wednesday and it was amazing. So we had our first group call and we've just had our second group call this week and it's been so much fun. So I just want to send out so much love to all these amazing ladies who are in the group and who are doing that hard thing of managing their mind and challenging the thoughts that they've always been thinking to finally lose weight for good. And for me, it was really nice to have a weekend off because I've got a propensity to overwork. It's really hard for me not to overwork. And after this recent launch, I decided that I really wanted to work on sticking to my time schedule because I had been overworking quite a lot during the the recent launch. And I realized that actually when I am sticking to my time schedule, I am encouraging my clients to stick to their boundaries and feel the discomfort of wanting to overwork and deciding to honor their decisions ahead of time anyway. So deciding to follow through on the decisions they had made to work the particular hours that they had decided to work. So for them, how it shows up is making a plan of their food and deciding to honour that plan and following through, even when their brain offers thoughts like, I don't really feel like eating that, or this looks really boring, or I don't really fancy that right now and deciding to feel that discomfort and follow through anyway. So it was really fun to notice that. So this brings us on to the topic for today, which is discomfort. So I talk about discomfort a lot, as you guys know. And my mentor, Brooke Castillo, describes discomfort as discomfort being the currency to success. And what she means by that is whenever you want to succeed at anything, there is always going to be discomfort along the way. And 
most of us think that we should be comfortable and what we keep trying to do is make our journey in life falsely comfortable. And so what tends to happen is instead of embracing the 50-50 concept of life, so 50% positive emotion and 50% negative emotion, what we tend to do is we tend to use false pleasures to make us feel as if we are not feeling the negative emotion. So what they end up doing is they end up dulling out the negative emotion. And because they are false pleasures, things like eating a lot of sugar and flour, overwatching Netflix, overworking, procrastinating, drinking a lot of alcohol, scrolling on social media, things like that. What tends to happen is because it's a false pleasure, we get a dopamine hit in our brain. So we get a feel good hit in our brain. And then there's always like a net negative. So what these false pleasures are normally used for is to actually numb out the discomfort that we are feeling. And so it's really useful to know that there's two types of discomfort. There's the discomfort of growth or there's the discomfort of not growing. And actually the discomfort of not growing and not evolving and not doing things that we actually really want to do to fulfill ourselves in life, that discomfort of not growing can be very uncomfortable as well. And what a lot of people do is treat that discomfort of not growing with false pleasures. So if we think back to our parents and our grandparents' generations, when they were growing up, there weren't that many false pleasures. So, I mean, I remember my grandparents and parents saying things like they ate what they were given and they didn't have lots of TV or phone or social media or anything like that. So they just had to find things to do and they made do with what they had and they had such a good time. And what I made of that is that when they were growing up, there weren't many false pleasures. So they were forced to evolve due to experiencing the discomfort that came up in their everyday lives. And what tends to happen is when we stop our false pleasures, because they were dulling out the negative emotion that we were feeling, we often feel worse and then better. So a lot of what my clients struggle with is that they think that they're doing it wrong when they're giving up some of the false pleasures. But it's actually happening exactly how it should be. So when I ask you, there's two types of discomfort, which discomfort do you choose? Do you choose the discomfort that drives you towards your dreams? Or do you choose the discomfort of fear, doubt and disappointment and then use the false pleasures to kind of numb that out? And if life is 50-50 anyway, I know that for me, I choose to actually embrace that discomfort of growth and welcome it on this journey in my life. And I use that to keep going towards my dreams and keep working towards my dreams. So now what I do is I use discomfort as a marker of I'm actually doing things correctly because when I am embracing that discomfort, what it shows is that I am willing to feel bad in the moment so that I can get the long-term comfort. And I think of myself as not actually pushing myself enough if I'm not feeling the discomfort. And on this path of entrepreneurship, there is a lot of discomfort, let me tell you. And I feel that 
I'm a little bit, don't get me wrong, I still have a lot of mind drama about it, but I feel that I am able to manage my mind better on this journey because I have had the experience of managing my mind and the discomfort that I feel with regards to losing the weight and keeping it off. So let me give you some examples of discomfort that actually drive you towards your goal. So as you know, I have just finished the current launch for the September group coaching program. And before I do any launch, I'm quite nervous because it feels like it's out of my comfort zone. It feels like it's something that I feel uncomfortable doing. It feels like I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want it to be really good. I want people to gain from the launch. I want people to read the emails and actually resonate with them. I want my posts to resonate with people. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself and it's quite uncomfortable. But if I didn't embrace that discomfort, then I wouldn't do anything about it. And I would just stay stuck and not put myself out there and then not be able to help these amazing ladies who have joined the group coaching program and are committed to changing their lives and managing their minds for good and finally letting go of the mental weight that is holding them back from releasing the physical weight. So when I actually embrace that discomfort and think of it as something that's helping me grow as a person when I do it, then I end up doing it anyway. And what I think is this practice in itself is making me a better coach because it is allowing me to practice the tools that I teach my clients to do. So I teach my clients how to embrace the discomfort and feel the urges anyway. And so The urges to eat food off their protocol or to do things off their time schedule and things like that may be very uncomfortable. But if they can embrace that discomfort and do it anyway, then that is what's going to help them grow. So when I end up doing that for myself, I end up being a better coach to coach my clients through that as well. And when I think of how many people read my posts, listen to my podcasts and gain from that without paying me a penny that allows me to show up for those people. And I think of it as my my seva. So what is seva? Seva is coming from a place of service and expecting nothing in return. So in essence, it's basically a selfless service. And I know that the vast majority of people who listen to my podcast and read my emails and my posts aren't ever going to join my programs. And do you know what? I am okay with that because I know that it is helping them to change their mindset even in that one post or that one email that I'm sending and that for me feels so amazing so like my husband Rick does seva every Sunday and I always thought it was so amazing and such a selfless thing for him to do but now I think of my podcast and my emails as my seva so coming from a place of service for all of you guys and when I think about that I'm able to endure any discomfort to serve all of you and Like I would happily get over the mind drama that I have about not being good enough or it not being relatable to you guys and I end up serving anyway because my aim is for that one person to resonate and use it in practice to question how they're living their lives and to change their lives as a result of that. So let's talk about a weight loss discomfort. So whenever we're going on a weight loss journey, it is a change. So as we know, 
any change is uncomfortable because we have that primitive brain and our primitive brain wants us to seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay how we are. So it's the kind of staying how we are bit that is uncomfortable. Our brain does not want us to change. So that's the reason why most, well, in fact, all emotional overeaters don't want to feel that discomfort. None of us do. Who wants to feel discomfort on purpose? And we overeat to try and get to that comfortable place. So because we've been overeating for such a long time, that is our comfortable place. But that doesn't work long term because we then keep trying to seek additional comfort from food. And the reason why you're overeating is to avoid that discomfort. But what's interesting is that when you overeat, you create discomfort because you create that reliance on seeking pleasure from food and you get stuck in that loop. So the ability to be uncomfortable is related to your ability to be successful. So the more uncomfortable you're willing to be, the more successful you're going to be. So if you are willing to feel that temporary discomfort whilst you are feeling that negative emotion or whilst you are processing that urge. So for example, if you have put some dal and some salad and some yogurt on your protocol for lunch and then someone brings in samosas, if you can process that urge and decide that you are going to stick to your protocol anyway and feel that discomfort in the moment and you're willing to be temporarily uncomfortable for the long-term comfort of showing yourself that you can stick to your protocol, showing yourself that you can experience that discomfort, are you willing to do that for the long-term comfort of getting to goal weight? That's the question to ask yourself. So when you're willing to experience whatever comes up for you and you don't actually overeat, then you're establishing that relationship with yourself that you do what you say you're going to do. You're following that protocol that you had decided yesterday, that you are willing to be uncomfortable temporarily to be able to experience the comfort of being at goal weight in the long term. And that is so powerful. So another example is when you are having a difficult discussion with a family member, for example. So I had a difficult discussion with Rick. So it had been really a busy weekend with, well, a busy week really with launch week and Rick had been doing a lot more than he normally does because I wasn't able to do a lot of that because I was focusing on the launch. And so Rick mentioned a few things about the boys being a little bit bored and me working on a Monday and working on evenings and weekends when I don't normally do that. And he said that the boys needed a bit more attention from me. And when he mentioned that, it was a bit difficult for me to take because I would normally get defensive in that kind of moment. And I think I did a little bit as well. But when I reflected on it, when I embraced the discomfort of not being perfect and being able to admit that I'm struggling with something, then I was able to troubleshoot on how I could manage my time better and how I could solve for this 
rather than getting defensive and saying that he was wrong and getting into an argument and thinking, how dare he judge me and all of that. Like I could just skip all of that drama because I was willing to feel the discomfort in the moment to accept really that I had struggled with my time management and struggled with sticking to that boundary. But when I realized that, oh yeah, this was this is what's going on for me, I was able to manage my mind quickly and troubleshoot how I could manage my time better and how I could uphold my boundaries. So this shows that even when you're a coach, you're still human and you're still going to be working on these things. So whatever I'm teaching my clients, I'm putting into practice myself, which is really fun to know because... A lot of my clients, what they say is that the fact that I'm going through mind drama and things as a coach allows them to feel at ease that they are going through mind drama as well, because it shows them that they are doing it right. Before they used to think that, oh, Amruti doesn't have any mind drama, but (laughs) I tell them honestly how much mind drama I do have. So that's quite fun for them to know that they kind of feel reassured that they're doing it correctly. Okay. So how do you feel discomfort on purpose? If you actually want to develop this further, what I discuss is how to embrace discomfort on purpose. So your brain's going to have a big tantrum when you go to do something different. And remember, it's because our brain, our primitive brain is trying to protect us and it wants us to do the three things, seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay how we are. And we start to evolve if we can question this automatic response from our primitive brain. And if we decide that it's normal to have negative emotion 50% of the time, then that negative 50% we can use to actually drive us forward. We can use it to be the discomfort to lose the weight. We can use it as the discomfort to feel our emotions and start becoming aware of our thoughts. So discomfort is actually required to change how we think of ourselves, to change how we identify as ourselves. So I want you to look for the discomfort that is actually going to get you closer to achieving that long-term weight loss and closer to managing your mind and becoming aware of your thinking and actively move towards that discomfort. Because the better you get at feeling uncomfortable and feeling that discomfort and doing the actions that make you feel uncomfortable anyway, the better you get at achieving any goal, especially permanent weight loss. So when you're asking yourself to grow, you are accepting that you are going to be uncomfortable. But why is it worth it? It's worth it because you are going to feel an emotion a positive emotion that you actually want to feel afterwards. When I used to think about getting to go away, I used to think that I was going to feel accomplished. And I decided that I was going to feel accomplished every single day until I got there. So why is the growth worth it? It's because I got to feel accomplished every single day and I was evolving into a better version of myself. So just to summarise... Discomfort is part of the process. It's what you actually want to get good at feeling and it's what will guide you into whether you are pushing yourself enough 
to actually feel that discomfort. So when you're feeling the discomfort, it means you're actually doing it well. It means you are pushing yourself and you are allowing yourself to grow. So discomfort doesn't have to be bad. Discomfort is the currency to success. And that's the thing that if you embrace and if you learn how to feel that discomfort on purpose, you will achieve any goal that you want to achieve. And with that, I will love you and leave you. And I will see you again next week. All right. Take care, ladies. Bye-bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.